Welcome to Club Chit Chat with your DJ, Miss Sophia, right here on We Are You Radio. We Are You Radio. We are the home of the urban sound of pride, baby. Yes, we are. How y'all doing, How y'all doing? It's going to be one of those shows today. I told y'all we had a very special guest that was going to stop through the radio station today, and he is on the phone right now. This is Dr. Jamie Harrison, and he is the DNC chairman. How are you, Dr. Harrison? Uh, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, thank you so much for coming aboard today, honey. Let me just give everybody a little brief background on who you are. Uh, he's a graduate of Yale University, also attended Georgetown Law School. And once he graduated law school, he went back to his hometown in South Carolina and he taught at his old high school. He is married to his wife by the name of Marie. They have two kids together and he is the DNC chairman, honey. How are you? Oh, I'm doing well. Thank you so much for the introduction. You I are, think I need to bring you on the road with me every time I need to be introduced. You know, we can make that happen. We can definitely make it happen, honey. Although I'm a resident of Georgia, I was keeping up with what was going on with you in your Senate bid. And uh, I, 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 I know some things happened that uh, caused you to lose that seat or not gain that seat, rather. But we'll talk about that another day and another time. Right now, we want to talk about all the other stuff that's going on in the world. We have so much going on when it comes to redistricting our neighborhoods with abortion laws, with the LGBTQ community being attacked, also defunding the police. You know, they're giving the wrong definition of what defunding the police mean. We have a fight going on with public schools, giving the charter schools, the public schools money. Then we have a problem with gun violence. We have a problem with mass shooters. We have a problem with our Supreme Court. Can I go on and on? Yeah, and you know what the root of all those problems? The Republican Party. Hello. All of those attacks that we see that are on our communities, the most vulnerable people in our communities, are all coming from Republicans. And it doesn't really matter what state you're in because you see it all the time. And that's why we got to get President Biden and Vice President Kamala Harris reelected because they have been spending their time fighting for the freedom for all Americans, not just a select few, but every single one of us. And they want to make sure we got more rights, not less. And they're fighting for our democracy while the Republicans are trying to attack us in every single fashion. And we got to stand up and say enough is enough and to stop it. And we can do that in this uh, election cycle. Well, like I said, I was watching you during your uh, run for Senate. And then it was just like, I was like, what is Jamie going to do? Because he is a powerful individual and he has a lot of weight on his shoulder. Because I believe you were the youngest person to ever challenge, you know, someone for their seat. Am I correct? Well, I, I was the youngest to challenge Lindsey Graham for the, the Senate seat. Uh, and we ended up galvanizing, uh, uh, building a grassroots network across the country, not just in South Carolina, across the country. We raised a record amount of money, $130 million. We had Lindsey Graham on TV practically crying, uh, saying, please help me. And we got over 1.1 million people in South Carolina to the polls. And so that's just the floor. Now it's about getting more people, not only in states like South Carolina, but across the country making sure that they are empowered, that they have hope, 
and that they can change their communities, but they got to go to the polls and they have to exercise that right to vote. Right. And that was so impressive about your uh, your bid for Senate because you started a movement. It was not just you running. You started a movement that caught on fire around the country. And then the Democratic parties in every state say, hey, wait a minute. What is it that Jamie Harrison is doing in South Carolina? Because we need to implement those uh, plans in our campaign. Well, and, and what we are seeing, we're seeing more minorities run for office, a lot and more African-Americans running for statewide office. Uh, and it's important that we are all represented, that we're all at the table. And, you know, the amazing thing is, you know, I, I lost, you know, my grandma told me after that race, she said, you know, when one door closes, others open. And okay. uh, your plan may not be the plan that the Lord has for you. But w- what has happened? is that I've been placed as DNC chair and I've gotten an opportunity to work for Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you, they have been transformational. Now, you know, it used to be that, that uh, we had Iowa and New Hampshire that would start the presidential primary. And guess what state is now starting the primary? South Carolina. South Carolina, the state where, you know, so many enslaved folks came to this country. Right. And now those descendants of those enslaved people are going to be the very first people to pick the most powerful person on the face of this planet. And that happened because Joe Biden, Kamala Harris stood up and said, where other presidents have not made a change, we're going to make a change. We got the first black woman on the Supreme Court. That happened because they said where other presidents have not made that change, we are going to make that change. We have seen these changes all around uh, policies, uh, the, the Inflation Reduction Act, where we're going after uh, making sure we were protecting our climate for everybody, making sure that we bring down health care costs, the infrastructure bill. We, we are investing in all communities, specifically in the black community, mm-hmm. uh, making sure that they get their fair share. We've given $6 billion to historically black colleges and universities. We passed the... Uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, so many bills to defend uh, the right for folks to just be who they are. Think about we the president signed the Respect for Marriage Act right. uh, so, so that the LGBTQ community understands that they should have the right to love who they love, to marry who they want to marry. But we have all of these things being attacked right now by the Republican Party. And the way that we stop that is making sure we get Joe Biden and Kamala Harris reelected, but that happens when all of us march arm in arm to the polls, making sure that we don't leave anybody behind. Okay. Now, listen, I uh, heard you. You say that they are. Is it official that they're going to move the first primary from Iowa to South Carolina? Oh, that, 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 that is official. That is signed and sealed and delivered. The first <laughs> primary will be in South Carolina. Um, uh, yeah, my grandma is ready. Let me tell you. Uh, so ready to cast that ballot for Joe Biden. So uh, that's going to be the first. And the president has also uh, authorized us to work to move Georgia and Michigan um, uh, uh, into that early primary window as well, uh, along with Nevada. So uh, you know, it's and right now. Four out of the five of those early states, uh-huh. guess what? They are represented by African-American women who are state party chairs. That has never happened in the history of this nation. 
to have four black women leading those early states in the presidential primary. So uh, a lot has transformed. A lot has happened. And it's partly because of the transformational leadership we've gotten from Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. And it's only befitting that South Carolina is the first state to hold the primary because South Carolina was the first state that Joe Biden won in his bid to become president, you know, because they had Iowa and then they had something else. I think Pete Buttigieg ended up winning Iowa caucus or something like that. But South Carolina was the first state that Joe Biden won. So for him to make South Carolina the first primary in this election cycle, that is a big up to South Carolina and the importance of your state. So, And the, I think the important, more important than the importance of the black community to the Democratic Party um, and, and what they continue to, to do and provide. You know, when we talk about protecting democracy, that, you know, black community does that every election cycle. Uh, they go to the polls, clear-eyed, back straight to make sure that we're voting for folks who understand that this isn't about the select few in this country. This is about all of us, uh, regardless of what we look like, who we pray to, who we love. This is about protecting the freedoms for all of us. And okay. so uh, I, I'm excited about uh, the, this new opportunity. All right. And also, I want to say big ups to uh, Congressman Jim Clyburn because he was the one that stuck his neck out there on the line to endorse uh, then candidate Joe Biden. So, you know, congratulations to him because he is now the uh, the uh, campaign manager for President Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. This go around, correct? Well, he's the co-chair. He's one of the co-chairs for the campaign. Uh, and, you know, the president was very honored to, to have Jim Clyburn again by his side to help usher in this campaign. And, and I'm, you know, I, I, I grew up at the knee of Jim Clyburn, so I always love the opportunity to work with. I call him my forever boss, my political father, and uh, I've learned a lot from him about how you conduct yourself in politics and how you always keep the people first. And we talk about, you know, the redistricting that they're doing, the abortion laws that they're changing and they're defunding the police. They're changing the narrative on that. But one of the things that I know that your state was, you know, hit with personally when it comes to these mass shootings, what is it that you think we need to do to get the Republican party to see that we need to take these assault weapons off of the streets? You know, that hit me personally. Uh, I lost a a good friend uh, in the Mother Emanuel uh, massacre that happened, Clemente Pinckney, who was a pastor, but he was also a state senator, and we all kind of grew up in politics together. Um, But he, he, his life was lost uh, in that massacre. And, you know, the big thing is we got to get people who have the courage and the conviction who can go to Washington, D.C., stand and look the NRA in the face and say enough is enough, mm-hmm. uh, that we have to stop this violence in this country. Um, and sad to say in South Carolina, we don't have folks of the courage. You know, you got Lindsey Graham who likes to celebrate the AR 15. You got Tim Scott who doesn't have the courage of conviction. Nikki Haley definitely doesn't. We, in order to change what's happening right now with all this gun violence, we have to change the, the players in the game. And those players on the Republican side don't have the courage and the conviction to do what is necessary. Joe Biden has said if he gets a bill today on his death to ban assault weapons, he will sign it. Mm-hmm. And this is just talked by him because he's done it before. 
When he was in the United States Senate, he authored the legislation to, to uh, ban assault weapons. Now, that expired, and the Republicans never put it back up on the floor. But if we get the votes in the United States Senate, if we get the votes in the House, this president will sign it. And that day will, will be a day in which we will see a sharp decline in terms of the mass killings that we are seeing every day in this nation. Okay, and because we're an LGBTQI plus radio station, we have to ask a question about the LGBTQI plus community because we are being attacked from all angles. They are talking about, you know, the Supreme Court is going to go and try to change, you know, gay marriage. Then they're attacking the drag shows. Then they're attacking the uh, 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 transgender community. So uh, I just want to know, what is it that you think we can do to get the Republican Party to stop putting out all these false narratives when it comes to drag and what drag contributes and what the transgender community and what the gay community contributes to society. Well, folks need to understand this about the Republican party. They don't have any policies that they afford. All they know how to do is to divide and to, to scare people to make them fearful of folks who may not look like them or may not uh, live like them. And the way that we stop them is we vote them out of office. Right. Show their consequences to their actions. What they are doing right now to transgender youth, what they're doing to the LGBTQ community is inhumane. We should not. All, you know, the, uh, our founders said that all people are created equal. Well, hell, that has to mean something. Hello? That can't just words, right? Mm-hmm. And, and what the Republicans are doing right now, it's undemocratic, it's un-American and we have to stop it and the way you stop it is to vote them out of office make sure that they don't have the power in order to subjugate people in the manner that they're doing right now but they feel as though you know people don't care people aren't going to show up and they can do whatever they want without consequence we have to stop that right now and then the sad thing about it is all those people that are making these laws and talking about what's going on at drag shows and, you know, how they're like comparing drag shows to strip clubs. They have never attended a drag show. No, no. And, and it's just sad going after folks. Uh, and, and you don't see mass shootings at those, at those events. You don't see all of the other things, but what we are seeing you know, and the Republicans are going after things that are not harming anybody, where people are having fun, having a good time, uh, you know, building the fellowship and having their own community. Why don't they go after the things that are actually harming uh, Americans right now? Go after all of this unnecessary gun violence that we see in this country. Uh, let's, let's address those things that are real issues. But right now, Republicans don't want to address the issues. They just want to demonize individuals. And right now, a target of that is the LGBTQ uh, plus community. Listen, Dr. Jamie Harrison, the Democratic National Convention chairman, we want to thank you all. Thank you for calling in and sharing this moment with us. I could talk to you forever and a day. And uh, I want to talk about the abortion laws because I know you and your wife, y'all have two beautiful kids. And also I wanted to, you know, talk to you about the Supreme Court justice, you know, what's going on with Clarence Thomas and all this mess that's coming out right now. But there's so much that's going on. But I know I cannot hog your time. And there will always be another time where we can get together. And I really back. appreciate you for calling in and giving us this opportunity. But before I let you go, I need you to let everybody know 
Where can we go to uh, put our support behind President Joe Biden and Vice President Kamala Harris? Thank you. And thank you for including our vice president because she's a strong partner to the president. Go to JoeBiden.com, JoeBiden.com, and and voice your support. Sign up to volunteer. If you want to make a contribution, you can do that too. But JoeBiden.com, or you can go to Democrats.org. Uh, and you can find out more about what we're doing uh, at the DNC in order to support our president and our vice president. But thank you all so much for, for having me on. Looking forward to coming back soon.